1: Welcome back. As we head an hour through, we do so with our dear friend and my dearest of friends, Hugh Hallman. He is the former mayor of Tempe. He is an attorney in town. He is an educator. He is a man of parts and a man for all seasons. We have a lot to do uh, that we want to do with you today. Uh, Hugh and I uh, go running on weekends together and uh, try and solve the problems of the world. What we end up doing is creating topics to discuss here. Hugh, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you, Seth, for the opportunity to be with you and your listeners and sometimes callers. You said,
1: um, I said, you've put me in a good mood when you came in and you said it's your job. It's not your job to put me in a good mood. We're not codependent that way. But I like the theme of all of our jobs is to make everyone feel a little better uh, for having encountered any one of us. Uh, That, I think, is a job of all of us. Jimmy Buffett had a song, It's My Job, uh, the chorus of which was to be better than the rest. Um, and uh, I guess what I would say is you you came in having marked up uh, the monologue I gave in the last hour, and I I suppose it's all of our job, our political leaders' jobs, to draw out the best of all of us, which is, I was was using a line, Hugh, I'll I'll let you take it any direction you want, Uh, sorry for the filibuster, I was just putting together a few thoughts, in the last hour I was using a line from a Canadian novelist, uh, Robertson Davies, who said, beware the cynics and beware the dampers. And uh, there's just too much cynicism, too much damper, too much negativity. You know, that whole that whole level of thought that we talked about during the covid shutdowns and lockdowns that we're a sick society. Everything is always at its worst. We're always on the edge of destruction. Um, that that notion was the notion that. um has long been with us since the '60s. That we're a sick society. That was prevalent. That notion in the '60s, as it was over the last five or so years. That's what Nixon was addressing in his '68 speech to the convention when he just used that one curious phrase: "We are not a sick society. No, we're not. Uh, but we can be made so, and we have illnesses. I would say perhaps we have occasional colds and flus in this society, but overall." I'd like to think we're a pretty healthy place. Anyway, I gave you a lot right there to play off of. Take it any way you want.
2: Well, you're brilliant. Including with how
1: lousy a runner I
2: am. (laughs) Your brilliant monologue in the last hour uh, is what uh, is the topic that I tried to touch on last week and failed miserably in doing so. And that is that uh, we uh, of the conservative movement... And I consider myself a leader in that over decades, although many in the conservative movement now currently believe I'm a rhino. (laughs) I get all of that. Uh, We should do less damage to ourselves, the Ronald Reagan admonition. Uh, But uh, it is what you touched on in that monologue. And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear the last hour, go to the website
1: 960thepatriot.com.
2: Thank goodness. And uh, look at Seth's show and pull up the second hour for today. Uh, Today being, I don't even know. October 4th. Uh, October 4th, the second hour. And you will hear a monologue that touches on uh, brilliantly this theme. And that is, not directly does Seth make this point, but it is made by his monologue that while we talk about the left suffering from uh, Trump derangement syndrome, I think we currently are suffering from left wing derangement syndrome that we are spending all of our time complaining about the vagaries, the lies, the misdirection uh, that the left is engaged in with their corporate media friends. They're doing lots of damage in some ways to our ability to communicate our message. But what people like Ronald Reagan and, yes, Richard Nixon did was reach over the top of the media And speak directly to the constituents of this country. And they were more than fewer. The reason we know that, as you touched on in your monologue, that it surprised the New York Times that Richard Nixon won.
1: That anyone voted
2: for. Absolutely. That (laughs) anyone voted for. And yet uh, we we joke about this on the conservative side that they refer to us, that is the left coasts. uh, They're both left coasts, in my view, uh, refer to everything in the middle as the flyover states and that uh, nobody who lives there matters. And we're completely uh, we're a bunch of uh, hicks that can be ignored. And if we don't follow their policy views, there is clearly something wrong with us. And uh, you touch on that in your monologue again. And yet Richard Nixon. And Ronald Reagan reached over the top of the media that wanted to berate them for being ignorant or stupid or uh, corrupt and spoke directly to constituents and got elected in instances in landslides, unexpected landslides. Uh, Barry Goldwater was defeated in the 64 election by the biggest margin in uh, American history for a presidential race until 1984. Just 20 years later, it seemed like a long time, but just 20 years later when Ronald Reagan did that to Walter Mondale and turned that to a 49-state sweep, missing only Minnesota, Mondale's home state. We will have bad times, but what those two leaders teach us is that we should be talking about what our values are and what's important to us and speaking to our constituents about those things. And let's stop talking about the left. The more we talk about the left and give them airtime on our through our voices, the more we're advertising uh, that they exist at all. And maybe like a good candidate, we should stop talking about the left and instead start talking about what is meaningful to us and why it's meaningful. And then use that uh, discussion to motivate people to run for good offices for school boards and, and city councils and county boards. So that we can start affecting policy day in and day out at the grassroots level and I hope build our team yet again to be the behemoth it became uh, during uh, Ronald Reagan's reign and then ultimately in the 90s when Newt Gingrich led uh, a revolution in Congress.
1: You know, there's a lot there, and I'm between a skill and charybdis on some of this. You may have to dust off a little bit of your trial, your accomplished trial lawyer or or your political science for this one, Hugh, because part of me wants to say absolutely – and I do say absolutely. And we've said here on this show many times that the left should not be setting our agenda or our talking points. We should be setting the agenda and the talking points. They should be talking and responding to what we do, not us responding to them. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But I also believe something else wholeheartedly, and this is where I'm going to ask you to to maybe push, push, push me on this or, or, or help square – the circle? Seeing all my metaphors square the circle, yes, of the skill and I found myself between. Um, there's an awful lot of be- – let me try it this way. You know the person I worry about most when it comes to politics. The worst person I worry about most when it comes to politics is the um, apolitical, uh, busy person. Usually I have in mind uh, a female friend or a cousin or a relative or a relative of a friend who doesn't do politics much, uh, and the political news they get is from maybe a news update at the top of the hour on a non-talk show, um, radio show, or maybe the morning news on CBS, or maybe something quickly that goes by on CNN, or maybe something in the Arizona Republic that a friend of them sends them or that they read on Facebook. And their view then of the world and of fact and what is taking place on the ground in this country is completely and misin- uninformed, not by dint of their fault. They think they're informed. They have no idea, for example, what's going on in the schools when it comes to the sexualization of our children or the gender affirming slash changing uh, situations that that are taking place. That you know, the Women of Action, et cetera, are bringing to our attention. The Chris Rufo's are bringing to our attention. I worry about that person more than anything else. And thus, yes, we'll get to that's the I see you brought Exhibit 1. You good trial lawyer you. Uh, they don't have any idea that that's what's really going on on the ground, that they are going after our children the way Fidel Castro and Mao went after our children, that they are creating something in the schools we have been impervious to until now or at least ignorant to until now. Do you see my challenge? Yes. Uh, so and part I- of it is not wanting to address their stuff wish I could say something else. And on the other, the need to educate people that this is what's going on. And this is why I'm voting Republican.
2: Yes. But the the difference or the distinction I'm making is I we should stop worrying about how CNN is reporting it because we're not affecting CNN. We should stop worrying about how, how KFYI or other stations are failing to report how you handle the news here and discuss that. That's an example from both sides. The the nprs of the world are already bent and our screaming about that is not going to change it i'm talking about not the discussion of policy issues but the the policy issue placement that the news media is engaging in our conversation about how badly cnn or others are reporting it is is useless to us we need to be talking about just those issues so as just an example. Here is a newspaper.
1: You, you want to tease that? as we I go will the tease break? that. The, tease uh, it the Arizona the
2: Capital break. Times. Yeah. The headline is Dodging the Issue. GOP Candidates Avoid Addressing the Controversial Abortion Abortion Ruling. Story page four. When we come back, yeah. I'm going to show you page four. It's a lot like a cowboy story in the Washington <laughs> Post recently.
1: <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Hugh Hallman. I'm Seth Leaveson. he's Hugh. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden running the helm of the country, uh, and you're thinking about wanting to invest in a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return that doesn't correlate to this or depend on the stock market, if you're looking for a remarkable and unique investment opportunity, check out my friends and sponsors of this show at Why Refi. They're offering a Tremendous investment opportunity. It's all in a secure, collateralized portfolio with an up to ten and a quarter percent return for investors. And the investors can be the investment can be in a trust, an IRA, just as it can be a joint investment or an individual one. y Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's made up of really great guys. Guys, I know them well, who do really good uh, and do well for themselves by doing really good for others. You can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y R E F Y dot com or give them a call at 855-316-3087 local company you can visit with them 855-316-3087 and they won't give you a sales pitch they'll just talk to you about what they do and let it speak for itself Hugh Hallman is my in-studio guest as he is every Tuesday when he's I was going to say in, in country. country but in country means you know you're in another place so when, you, when you're out country I suppose <laughs> anyway Hugh you were teasing a story uh that highlights some of what we are talking about courtesy of the arizona capital times
2: yeah so the the point we're making or i'm trying to make is that we need to stop worrying about how the news media is reporting stuff and the the silly way in which things are getting reported and talk about the issues themselves so for example capital arizona capital times for uh the actual date on it is september 30 2022 And it's a weekly, so that would be the most current problem. Dodging the issue, GOP candidates avoid addressing the controversial abortion ruling. See page four. Headline, GOP candidates avoid addressing abortion ruling. And the entire news story is pinning pinning on Republican candidates that they won't provide specifics. And yet, closing the story (laughs) is this point, that you've got uh, uh, Carrie Lake describing that uh, Katie Hobbs is for the abortion right, uh, quote, uh, is for abortion right up to the minute of birth and even afterwards, period, unquote, Lake claimed on Facts News. Here's the final. Here's the whole news story is about how Carrie Lake will not respond to the question on abortion. And it concludes with that point made by, by Carrie Lake. I'll say it again, that Katie Hobbs is for abortion right up until the minute of birth and even afterwards, period, unquote. That's Lake. This is what the. Reporter then writes, quote, it's true that Hobbes hasn't said what if any restrictions <laughs> she supports on abortion but there's no suggestion that any candidate believes abortion can be formed after birth period unquote so the the entire news story is about how Republicans won't respond on the abortion issue but the conclusion to defend Katie Hobbes is of course that Katie Hobbes has refused to respond to any issue and <laughs> that that, that, that is that speaks volumes about why we are so angry why we have left arrangement syndrome because of this kind of nonsense. And yet... It doesn't do us any good to spend more time railing about the fact that the Capital Times is this bad a newspaper and this biased, that it would run this kind of news story with that headline, with that front page story, and then have as its concluding paragraph the fact that, of course, Katie Hobbs hasn't responded about her position on abortion and what restrictions she would apply. The reason I noted it is because there's a beautiful picture of uh, Carrie Lake. uh, And under it, it is the caption that Carrie Lake, Republican candidate for Arizona governor, speaks at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas on August 5th. Lake recently told Fox News that her opponent, Democrat Katie Hobbs, supports, quote, abortion rights up to the minute of birth and even afterwards, period, unquote, Though Hobbs has not said what, if any, restrictions she supports on abortion. Give me the headline again. The headline of the story. The the headline (laughs) of the story is GOP candidates avoid addressing abortion ruling.
1: And it turns out that uh, the person who won't talk is a Democrat.
2: That's correct. Is the Democrat who won't talk about what restrictions she'd put on abortion. This is very much like a segment you've played from, I believe it was a Senate uh, debate in which one senator is... uh, trying to get, uh, was it uh, Barbara Boxer of California? Rick
1: Santorum and Barbara Boxer on partial birth abortion.
2: That's correct. And trying just to get Barbara Boxer to admit to any restriction on abortion and failing and refusing to do so, notwithstanding significant prodding. But it's the kind of uh, cut that you don't see very often or often enough. My point is, let's stop talking about how the news is covering this, how the news media is in the hands of the left, because that was true for Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon. It is. And my point is, you brilliantly put it in last hour, they reached over the top of that tainted corporate media that hated them both. And both of them suffered to some extent with that understanding, Richard Nixon more so. And I think it's what probably drove Donald Trump crazy, is that he knew and had to put up with the media, the news media, the corporate news media, beating him constantly. You did a beautiful monologue recently about the fact that we're we're rending our garments over that our democracies in tatters because uh, Donald Trump should question the election. Oh, and yeah. you you pointed out that, huh, the news media just seems to forget that the election results in 2002 or 2000 and 2004 were questioned when George W. The Bar- Bush,
1: Barbara Boxer that's right. when yeah, George
2: yeah. W. Bush was elected. The left questioned George W. Bush's election. Jimmy Carter continued to question that election, and did the Vice President Al Gore, and yet they, the, the news media has gone, uh, deaf, blind, uh, dumb about that very point, and it's only when the right questioned the outcome that it's a crisis. My point is this, though. Let's stop talking about it. Let's talk about the fact that we know what's important to democracy. We know how this works. We do think it's important to secure the ballot, that people who are not uh, citizens shouldn't be voting, and that we make sure that the people whose ballots have been turned in have been voted by those people. There are lots of important things in a democracy uh, that are, are crucial, and one of them is security of the ballot. That said... My view is I think there's sufficient evidence to point out that the last elections outcome would not have been altered had every ballot that may have been messed with been misplaced. But interestingly, we don't really talk about the fact that the 1960 presidential election was absolutely tampered with. And apparently the left does not concern itself that, in fact, that election outcome likely was altered. We have plenty of evidence now to suggest that the 1960 presidential election was altered by manipulation in Texas and Illinois. But that doesn't change Richard Nixon's genius who refused to challenge the outcome of that election because as a statesman, he said it would be too dangerous for the republic and bad for the country.
1: I want to be precisely where you are. And yet, there is something nagging at me. Again, we have to go to a break, so maybe that can be the tease for coming back. Troublesome let me, breaks. Let me, let me, let me nag on that point a little bit. Let me, let me, um, let me pick on that uh, just a little bit when we come back. What's what's the word I want? Let me, let me uh, pick the scab. Let me, yeah. Let me knit that pick or pick that knit just a little bit when we come back. I am Seth Leipsin. He's Hugh Hallman. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Hugh Hallman is our guest. Um, And without recapping everything you said, Hugh, uh, in the last segment, talking about how the right talks about the left and tries to correct the narrative, et cetera, et cetera, you brought uh, as Exhibit 1 from the Arizona Capital Times a a great exhibit, uh, a great piece of uh, prosecutorial evidence. Uh, The front page of the Capital Times is Dodging the Issue, GOP Candidates Avoid Addressing the Controversial Abortion Ruling, and then you read through it. You don't find a lot of it. You find a quote from Carrie Lake and then a conclusion that um, Katie Hobbs has not responded. Katie Hobbs is the Democrat who's not responded. Now, here's, here's, here's what I find hard for myself to resist. Again, if I'm worried about the person who's not regularly paying attention to politics and has time to do their own research and dig into things the way you and I do, and obviously an audience that listens to shows like this normally does, you come away with a distorted view of what's actually going on. And let me just give a couple examples. So I know where Carrie Lake said that. I know where Carrie Lake said that uh, Katie Hobbs believes in abortion up to the moment of birth and after uh, the moment of birth. She said it to a reporter who was asking her about abortion, and she said, I will give you my answer, but I find it curious you folks will never talk to Katie Hobbs about her views on abortion because when you do, you will find out X, Y, and Z culminating in that quote. So they kind of covered themselves there by by manipulated it. Yeah, they they kind of manipulated a little of what Kerry was doing there. Surprise, surprise. But I think it's important to bring that kind of thing out so people can understand how the propaganda works. The idea that the reporter, the idea that the reporter can say that uh, that's a false statement about what Katie Hobbs believes that you can't. How how do they put it? You can't have abortion after birth. shows a complete ignorance of the abortion debate. This was a big issue in 2008 when Barack Obama was running for office for presidency because he and the state legislature of Illinois was one of only a handful of state legislators who voted against what was known as the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. There was this procedure where people in botched abortions or for other reasons were giving birth and a judge from... Uh, A judge from, uh, I believe it was the Eighth Circuit many years ago, a judge who Nixon tried to put on the Supreme Court, believe it or not, who got struck down, named Harold Carswell, or was it Clement Hainsworth? Clement Hainsworth said that the right to an abortion means the right to an effective abortion, and that was what was controlling, and they were having infants, there were nurses reporting that infants were being given birth and then set aside to die, which is what Carrie Lake is alleging Katie Hobbs believes we don't know whether Katie Hobbs does because the reporters will not be hard on her. And this reporter does not know about that procedure because this reporter is dumb or doesn't know the issue she's writing about or hasn't done her research or hasn't done her homework. My yeah. point in bringing Nick all Phillips. that is huh? let's be clear.
2: It's Nick Phillips. Nick, you did Do this story. Yeah. Do Your homework, next Do your time.
1: homework next time. Or if he did and is trying to keep it from us and propagandize, like we talked about last week with the sixty Minutes interview with Joe Biden, where the next day the CBS Morning News had a little bit of a clip from it, with um, with regard to uh, I'm trying to remember what the what the, what the, what the thing is that they cut out. Uh, I believe it had to do. Bill, do you remember what the sixty Minutes uh, clip in CBS cut out? Uh, from the interview, had to do with a statement against interest of Joe Biden's. It had to do with uh, something Donald Trump had done that he admitted Donald Trump. It was had the done.
2: documents, the FBI documents, yeah. photographed on the floor, that's and that he what had acknowledged exactly the FBI exactly had a, 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 right. arrayed the documents, right. taken a photograph, right. and now it's being used to say that that's how Donald Trump kept the documents.
1: Right, right. So Biden admits in the real clip. That the FBI scattered the documents for photographs in the CBS morning news story the next day. They don't have him saying that. They simply have him saying, and you saw the pictures the FBI took, not in any way letting on that that was a display done by the FBI for maximum effect. That's how propaganda works. And that's what I kind of feel like I sometimes just need to point out. Um, Take the take the January 6th thing. Uh, or 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 the or the animus in front of it which is the questioning of the election of course people say well how can you question the election and yes i think there is a validity to pointing out that barbara boxer stood on the floor of the house of representatives as a united states senator in 2004 to challenge the ohio delegation just the way many uh like ted cruz and josh hawley were doing in uh, the aftermath of the 2020 election. This is not new. When the media tells us that this was to stop and prevent the peaceful transfer of power, I think it's important to remind people that January 6th was not a transfer of power day. I think it's important for people to know it was a vote counting day and Barbara Boxer wasn't interfering with the peaceful transfer of power any more than any of those people Michael Moore put on his movie in 2000 were uh, trying to stop the peaceful transfer of power in 2000 by objecting to the electors uh, from Florida that year. So I just think it's important for people to be De-escalated in their horror at what the Republicans are doing because their only narrative of it is how the press distorts it. Maybe, maybe you'll you'll help me. I'm Hugh that.
2: Holman, and he's Seth Liebson. Yeah. We'll be right back yeah, after the break. You. All right.
1: Thanks to the good people of Balance of Nature for sponsoring portions of this show. I take it every single day. It boosts my energy. It boosts my overall health and certainly my immunity being part of that. Pure potent plant power, 100% natural, not 99 and 44 one hundredths. One daily dose gives you a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables using their unique cold press process that maintains the value and nutrition of those phytonutrients in those great and powerful and potent fruits and veggies. You can take it too. Go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Balanceofnature.com's fruits and veggies. Best product I've ever taken. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Okay, Hugh, I was talking about the value or at least my perceived need to explain to people how the media propagates propaganda. But you go ahead because I think we're we're, we're within an inch of each other here
2: probably. Well, no, I think your, your efforts are... Um singular in their power to help uh, enlighten uh, listeners about the level of uh, propaganda that is engaged in by the corporate media these days. And I gave one fine yeah, example yeah, yeah. I just, and yeah. you gave an example in the last segment. Uh, many. They're, People have no palpable. idea.
1: Let me let me do one more. Can I? I'm please, sorry to do please, this to please. you. Please. One more. People have literally no idea about the Hunter Biden laptop story. That changed the election. Polling shows that changed the election. And yet you still even have, quote, unquote, experts like, or at least celebrities, the guy who plays Meathead, Rob Reiner, who had no idea that even the New York Times now said that the laptop was for real. He's on HBO with Bill Maher two weeks ago saying, no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Anyway, y- you take the point.
2: Yeah, but and, and all I am saying is that um, – It is a flavor of the fact that we all seem to dislike negative advertising, Uh and yet it works. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't help that we can scream about the negative advertising, and we use our own negative advertising in response, Um, and... Those of us who want to have discussions about the real issues know the complete propaganda that is taking place. So Blake Masters is a lunatic uh, who uh, believes in uh, no constraints. He hates the military. And he hates the military, among other things. That's just one example uh, or two examples now. And so uh, I long for the days where we could have policy discussions on this. But we can have those discussions. We can talk about that Katie Hobbs has not yet responded to uh, any kind of inquiry about, are there limits on abortion that she would uh, support? And yet the right is required to answer the limits. Now, most are getting fairly comfortable with the position, and we discussed it a couple of shows ago, uh, about the 15-week sort of ban, and that most people in the U.S., you may not agree with it, but most people in the U.S. are comfortable around the notion that up to 15 weeks... An abortion is sort of an unlimited feature of, quote, birth control, unquote. You may hate that, and and you may be sufficiently pro-life and believe in, in uh, uh, life at conception. But the reality is that's where most Americans are now, wrapped around this. And now we have to deal with some extreme cases, uh, and what we really need to do is exactly what the Supreme Court said we should do. Have our legislatures, legislatures with 7,500 legislators around the country, have those discussions and create uh, rules that most people are willing to live with. And then we'll still continue to have the battle over this because it's an important battle for many, many people and has been for 75 years. It wasn't before that. It was a rare instance in which abortion was a driver of most of our political ba- debate. And maybe we'll get back to that point at some time. But Our discussion and continuing railing at the fact that the corporate news media is completely captive of the left doesn't advance our cause and that we really ought to stop worrying about the fact that it exists. Let's stop having the left corporate media derangement syndrome and talk about the policies that we think are important. We did today that there are abortion discussions that need to take place on is there a, a, a line in abortion that people can live with? No pun intended there. Horrible comment. But that we that discussion should take place. Here's the Journal of American, the journal of American Medical Association as in another example of complete bias in media. So this is the journal it's supposed to be for physicians. And it clearly has been taken over by the complete left because the uh, volume 328, number 12, September 27th, 2022, it comes out weekly.
1: And there's no physician in America who doesn't get that magazine.
2: That's correct. It comes to everybody right. uh, by, by nature of the fact that you must be uh, licensed and pay fees to uh, the American Medical Association and the various state associations. And here it is, firearms and violence. And every single one of these stories Is about how uh, the Supreme Court's expansion, and I'm using quotation marks there, uh, has led us to all kinds of violence, including an article, quote, the Supreme Court expands the Second Amendment rights as the nation experiences historic levels of firearms, violence, period, unquote. It is an entire magazine gone to every physician in the country. Uh, to explain to them why the left is correct—that firearms are evil and that the Second Amendment is something uh, that is uh, anachronistic—and we need an to epidemic. get rid of it. Epidemic. They it's
1: made a, it a medical issue. That's correct. They call it an epidemic. Yes,
2: it is an epidemic, and those people who haven't died of COVID are going to die of gunshot wounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I. Um... But
2: it won't get us anywhere to talk about the fact that JAMA. The Journal of American Medical Association is doing this, and instead we ought to be talking about the specific policy that's in those articles and explaining why we're right, they're wrong, and here are the policy discussions and the policy points you need to make when you're having this debate with others who might be of like mind or those who may be inclined to go the opposite way, and you can bring them back.
1: That's my point. I'm thinking Journal of the American Medical Association wants to engage in politics, firearms and violence, and talk about this as an epidemic that is the business of the medical association. And I'm just sitting here thinking, you know what I'm thinking, Hugh? I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if they could do a a series or a front page story or series of stories on – what the Soviet Union uh, used to engage in that constituted what we call the abuse of psychiatry, that if you think wrongly politically, you are um, you are due for a mental ins- uh, asylum, that you, you you will go to the mental asylum if you are not on board with the revolution. I'd go they even, would never do it because I think they're going to be practitioners of it.
2: Yes, and exactly. And that's part of what I think some of this. we're worried about yeah. properly is uh, here are the... Uh, the Economist, yeah. and I've occasionally quoted from this just to show how bent the left can get. Uh, this is a a, a, a center-left, uh, used to be center-right uh, publication, but I, I'm surprised when they accidentally sneak something in that... Uh, Tends toward their prior prior uh, base, and it was this about Xi Jinping uh, in a story about the Chinese leader and how he's becoming uh, uh, the head of uh, everything again. Uh, and notwithstanding the fact that he and his family were tortured uh, during the social revolution under Mao. And that was thought that it might help him bring China back to the back to the light, and instead it's caused him, uh, perhaps because he suffers from uh, 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 having been a hostage himself, uh, that he he now bends. Or yes, yeah. bends towards the left. But it was this quote: "Quote at first that saved many lives." Well, what are they talking about? The draconian lockdowns in China. So. At first, that saved many lives, but it has now become yet another drag on output, unquote. So these people are talking about the the brilliance of China using lockdowns as if that were something to be modeled. And now just complaining that they do see that it's imposing restrictions on Chinese economic development.
1: (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back with a closing thought. Thank you, Hugh. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Hugh Hallman, I'm going to give you uh, the closing words here.
2: I want us to start thinking back about our great leaders. And, yes, I would even include Richard Nixon as a great leader. He uh, has helped us achieve a position in the world uh, that few uh, have been able to uh, match. And even Richard Nixon, a guy who was berated by the news media, Uh, often was able to turn off his darker side and move us to greatness. And I'm going to quote from your own monologue a Richard Nixon quote. Quote, As we look at America, we see cities enveloped in smoke and flame. We hear sirens in the night. We see Americans dying on distant battlefields abroad. We see Americans hating each other, fighting each other, killing each other at home. And as we see and hear these things, millions of Americans cry out in anguish. Did we come all this way for this? Did American boys die in Normandy and Korea and in Valley Forge for this? Listen to the answer to those questions. It is another voice. It is the quiet voice in the tumult and the shouting. It is the voice of the great majority of Americans, the forgotten Americans, the non-shouters, the non-demonstrators. They are not racists or sick. They are not guilty of the crime that plagues the land. They are black and they are white. They are native-born and foreign-born. They are young and they are old. They work in America's factories. They run America's businesses. They serve in government. They provide most of the soldiers who died to keep us free. They give drive to the spirit of America. They give lift to the American dream. They give steel to the backbone of America. They are good people. They are decent people. They work and they save and they pay their taxes and they care. Unquote. That's what should motivate us, that we know that the people who are listening to this show and who are out across this country in the flyover states and many people in California and New York and Massachusetts and Oregon and Washington, otherwise the left states, believe the same thing. They just happen to have chosen badly where they live currently, that we can together capture what is great about America and do so in a way that is respectful to our founding and to one another. And that's the important part. We don't have to hate one another to be motivated to move forward and move this country toward the light again, because this shining city on a hill has never been matched before and if we don't make sure it continues, it won't ever be matched again.
1: Thank you, Hugh. God bless you all. Until tomorrow, I'm Seth Leibson, and class is dismissed.